0: from the Metal Gods Meltdown and this evening I'm joined by
1: Hi I'm Tim Atkinson the bass player from Leader of
0: Down I'd like to say the Screw Tape Letters is an addictive old school rocking album I actually really love it can't get enough of it are you getting anxious or impatient
1: waiting for its release? Well first of all special, I'm glad you like it I said that's a good start isn't it to, to any interview um, and <laughs> yeah we're really looking forward to it it's only a few weeks now till it um, sort of Hits the shops, as as it were. Um, we we finished it quite a while ago, but obviously with all the lockdowns and and all this other stuff, um, the record company wanted to delay the release. So it's it, you know it's strange because we've been living with the with the album for for a while, and of course when everyone finally hears it, it's the first time they've heard it. So we're obviously keen to see what people think, but you know we're really pleased with it, and. Um, I think some good tracks on there and, and yeah, ho- hopefully everyone likes it. Excellent.
0: Hibbon was released not so long ago. I mean, what's the feedback yeah. been like with that so far?
1: It's been really, really good. We're getting a lot of airplay. Um, everyone seems to, to really like it, you know, all the, all the feedback we've had. Um, and, you know, we just felt that was quite a good sort of lead single for, for the record. Um, and we were lucky enough to get Dennis Stratton on there as well, Ex Iron Maiden. Um, yeah. So that always helps a bit as well. So that was that was a lot of fun. That's amazing. I was
0: going to ask you actually, do you think if you do, when, when you do get out on tour, will you be playing festivals around the UK and there's a chance that Dennis will appear sometime? Do you think? Well, I'll, I'll give you a bit of
1: an exclusive. We've, we've got a festival in, in Essex on the 8th of April, which happens to be the day of um, the release of the album. Right. And Dennis is going to come and join us for three songs at that one. Oh, um, so um, well, obviously one of them being Hitman. Okay. Um, so when I was talking to Dennis about they he said, well, I can't just come up for one song. You've got to give me at least three. Yeah. So he's coming up for three songs. <laughs> so that'll be good. He played with us before when we were on tour in the UK um, with Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. One of the shows on that tour was in Norwich. Um, right. And um, Dennis joined us for a couple of songs on that one as well. So. It'll be good fun to get him on back on stage with him again.
0: Excellent. That was my Bengal cat. Sorry, she just meowed. Did you hear it? I heard a funny <laughs> noise. Was that what it
1: was? Oh, brilliant. That's yeah, my Bengal <laughs> cat. I don't kick my cat, though. But, yeah. Um, um, well, okay. I, I'm a West Ham supporter, Sebastian. So, oh, um, Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, was, I, I, did, oh, well. I was quite embarrassed to the board with that, really, but
0: <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> the tape Letters is an interesting title. You've been asked as loads, I expect, but what does it actually mean?
1: Well, basically what it is, it, it's the title of a book by C.S. Lewis, you know, the, uh, the Narnia author. Mm. He, yeah. he wrote this book. I don't know if, you, if you've seen it at all before, but it was, it's basically a series of letters from a junior devil asking for advice from from a senior devil. And there's no narration. It's just one letter and then you get the answer and then another letter and the answer. And it was given to me by my dad when I was about 14. My dad was a priest, you know, a vicar. And um, I was already into heavy rock and everything at that age. And I think if he was going to give me a sort of, so we say, religious book as a present, he was probably struggling to think of anything that I might be bothered to read. So that's what i got and i always remembered that and i always thought it was a really good title and when Wurzel was alive we often talked about sort of obscure things and uh, you know unusual titles and funny books we may have read and that was one that we actually spoke about at one point point. and i just always liked the title and, and it it just sort of seemed quite a nice little thing to to call the album and again as you've said you know I have been asked hundreds of times about the title already, but that's a good thing because if it was just called "Come On" or something, yeah. no one would even even ask. But I've always been one to try and have a, like something a bit interesting, yeah. Because I think then people, if they're interested in the band, look into it a bit more. Absolutely, mate. You yeah, know, yeah, and, and that's yeah. really, really where it came from.
0: For real. I mean, my personal favourite track today is Whiskey Preacher," which is yours today, and why? You're probably sick of hearing the album by now, like you said. No, 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 no. no. I deliberately
1: actually, um, just before Hitman came out, I decided not to listen to it for a while. So it was going to be a bit fresher when we were ready to, you know, for rehearsals again for live shows, but also for, you know, listening to it again when everyone else was listening to it. Uh So Whiskey Preach is a funny one because that's slightly different on the album. It's a bit more of a a different groove than some of the other tracks. but, again, the title of that we quite liked as well. You know, it really could be about anybody. You know, it's one of those sort of someone who's a bit drunk giving you a load of advice you don't really want type type thing. Yeah. Um, so for me, I quite like Holloway Motel. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny, though, because obviously being involved with most of the writing of the tracks, you... There, there's certain ones that, that when you're doing it, they're more personal. Yeah. Um, so Holloway Motel was written about the motel that we used to stay in in Los Angeles when we were doing recording with Lemmy or waiting for Lemmy to decide when he could do the recording and, you know, in between things. And I spent a lot of time in that in that yeah. motel, um, like months, literally. <laughs> and it, it really did become, I'm still here, crumbs. Um, so that's quite a personal one because it's a real place and, and I was there. Um, so I don't know that that's definitely one of my favorites. That's for certain. But yeah. I think they're all pretty strong, and I'm not just saying it because you know it's it's the band, you know. But I think it's a bit more of a consistent record from our first one because we were able to record it all in one go, yeah, as yeah. opposed to the first one, which we recorded all over the world and different people contributing. <laughs> this was the normal. The band we've written the songs let's go in the studio record it in one set period of time so it sort of developed possibly along the way along the lines of how most records do should we say
0: yeah so you sort of touched on about a few dates I, is there a plan to do a full tour and i hope to we'll get over to mainland europe i mean obviously avoiding ukraine <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll
1: probably probably avoid that um well we've got April, we, we, we've got um, another show in May with Phil Campbell um, in Blackpool. We're going to do a few UK shows in July, um, and then we're already getting shows for 2023. But we are planning in the autumn and winter to get over to mainland Europe. We desperately okay. want to get back to Germany in particular um, yeah. because we've always gone down well there, and, and it, it, you know it's great fun. It's just it's just been so difficult, obviously, with all the pandemic, even though. Fingers crossed, it's sort of coming to a close.
0: Yeah.
1: It, it, it's created this sort of backlog of everything. Everyone wants to be out playing and, of course, yeah. only, only so much money people have got to go and see people. And I only, only so many nights of the week that t- t- are there for them to go out. Be, um, yeah.
0: So,
1: yeah, but, you know, by the end of the year, we, we should have got back to mainland Europe.
0: That sounds really good, man. I've got lots of friends in Belgium. I go to lots of festivals in Belgium. Well, I did go to lots of festivals in Belgium. Mm-hmm. the old and it's a bit it is different vibe and groove over there and it's so much cheaper as well and the beer's better yeah so. oh
1: yeah, beer's great. Right. yeah. <laughs> and it seems about 15 years ago that we were doing all that you know even though it was only a couple of years ago it really does, uh, like, another
0: does feel like another lifetime man. absolutely he yeah. <laughs> really does okay then so how has this horrendous covid affected you in the band and i mean has it given you more time to write and think of ideas and has it given you any inspirations for the next album, even?
1: Um, I mean, first of all, you know, we had numerous tours booked or being arranged, and they were postponed, and then they were rearranged without anyone knowing, We'd even booked them. You know, it wasn't haven't even announced stuff, and then they have been changed. And then again, with the record, it was supposed to be coming out sort of 10 months ago, and then the record company said no, and then there was a delay yeah. with things such as, like, the, the, the wax they use in the vinyl. There's been a worldwide shortage and all that, so you know our record, this one, has been in the pressing plant for the vinyl for about ten months. You know, yeah. I mean, and this is all COVID-related with deliveries and everything yeah. else. So you know, it's been very frustrating. Um, but you know, I, luckily Touchwood, I, I, I personally didn't get it. Our singer, our singer, got it, but the rest of the band have been been fine. Right. Um, and it, obviously it gives you time to reflect on things. And, yeah. and obviously there's a lot of people who are far worse off than we've been. You know, a lot of people obviously lost their lives, et cetera. But we have been... It, it gave us a little bit more time just to make sure we've got everything ready. So we, we've filmed five videos, for example, for this record. Yeah. Um, we've done lots of other little sort of advertising videos and interview videos that we've got ready that will come out as yeah. you know, the promo and stuff for the album happens. And then we also, yeah, started slowly cobbling together a few ideas and bits and pieces for album number three yeah. um, and, and different inspirations. I was very aware that sometimes when you're writing lyrics, especially because I, I do the majority of the lyrics for Leader of Down, is that I didn't want to get into like a track called Lockdown Blues or something like that just because of how people yeah. were feeling at that time. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But I didn't no. really want to get into that. So I've been trying very hard. Any ideas I've got yeah. aren't necessarily related to lockdown, which of course gives you its own problems because that's all you're thinking about, isn't it? Yeah.
0: The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so we last COVID sort of question. Yeah. Um, if you're stuck in quarantine for a week, which musicians dead or alive would you have, would you have with you? Oh
1: Can I have more than one? Yeah, good on him. I'd love to have Wurzel back, yeah. you know, for a week. That would be fantastic. Um, obviously, Lemmy would be amazing, but um, I, I'd never met Freddie Mercury, and okay. I'd love to have a week with him, asking him a few questions. And I'm, I'm sure if Wurzel was with me there, he'd have, he'd have a whole sheet of questions to ask <laughs> Freddie Mercury, <laughs> which would be amazing.
0: That's excellent. And um, do you think like Wurzel would have approved of the new album?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been asked that a fair bit, actually. And one of the things that um, it got me thinking about things, and really the best way to explain it is normally when I'm, I'm writing something, um, a lot of bits and pieces have come from stuff that me and Wurzel did initially. So we probably had sort of riff ideas or basic parts of songs for probably 50 or 60 tracks that we'd been working on. Um, just yeah. Not finished, just bits and pieces, and I sort of finish those or add bits that we did together into a, a track that I've done or, or I've done with Alex Wardog, guitarist. Yeah. And so that whilst that's happening, it's always quite emotional when I'm listening, listening to little cassettes or little yeah. bits we recorded on phones, just ideas, um, and I'm always thinking, would you like it? You know, in my head I'm going, worse or would you like this? Would you like this? Yeah. And when we're recording in the studio, I often go outside the studio sort of complex and I'm just standing there looking up thinking, right, which one, which solo are we going to choose? You've got to help me. But then I often think back to things like lyrics and stuff and words will say, I don't want to write them. You write them. You know, you do it. You do it. And quite often, if we were talking about whether we liked something, he'd often say, well, what do you think? You know, he'd, he'd throw it back at me. he I, I you know, it's not down to me. You choose. You, you know, so I know he'd probably be if he was still here, it would be all of this going. And we were like a couple of old women sort of <laughs> arguing, and no, I don't mind, you go, darling. You, you do like that, you know, all yeah. in jest and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it would be exactly like that. And w- what we said when we started the band, the general idea was obviously we didn't want to sound like a motorhead copy or anything like that. Mm. But there's a lot of elements of motorhead, as Lemmy said many times, that are rock and roll type feel rather than straight out sort of heavy metal um, yeah. and we always really wanted to sound like some of the more um obviously catchy motorhead songs yeah so yeah. i don't know if you know a song called all for you from the rock and roll album there's a song called too good B- to be true from march or die they're almost like um about that yeah wow <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah do you know those songs okay. so they're
0: yeah,
1: yeah. should we say maybe more more obviously catchy. Yeah. most songs are very catchy anyway, but more obviously catchy. And, of course, yeah. because our singer, Matt, Matt Baker, doesn't sound like Lemmy, we didn't want him to sound like Lemmy, it sort yeah. of gives a different feel to yeah. that type of song. And that, that was always the general idea. So I've, I've tried to make sure that we carry on in that way as we sort of get people to get used to how we sound and, and sort of developing, shall we say, the leader of down sound. Brilliant. Um, so yeah.
0: Right. So going way back in time, you have to be honest. What was
1: the first album you ever owned? Um. Well, I I borrowed quite a few. Right. Um, but the first one I ever actually bought with my own money was Iron Fist by the Motor. That, that was, was my
0: first one. That was my
1: present. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, I play. I was given like a, a Disney LP as a present when I was younger, but the first yeah. one I ever bought my own money was Iron Fist. Hmm. Right, yeah, that was my
0: birthday present when I was 12 or 11. Yeah, but i still got it, i still got it.
1: Oh, good man. It was funny <laughs> as well, I, I was talking, I um had dinner with my cousin the other week who I hadn't seen for, for years and sort of met her family who I hadn't met before, which is really lovely, but I was reminding them of a story because our, our grandma, you know, who her grandma as well, one year, I she asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I wanted the Motorhead Killed by Death picture disc okay. um, for Christmas. And so she wrote it all down. And when she went to the record shop, she didn't want to ask, have you got killed by death by Motorhead? So she's written it on a piece of paper, and she handed it over yeah. to the shop assistant because she didn't actually want to say the yeah. words Killed by Death because <laughs> it's a different generation. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I got all them involved. I used to make a uh, listen to all the Motet
0: songs when I was I like little. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, OK, if you could choose someone to narrate your life, who would it be?
1: To narrate my life?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like Tom Baker or something like that.
1: Um, oh, that's, that's a good question, Sebastian. Um, i've always liked um kenneth williams voice um yeah, just man. just because he's quite amusing you know and, and he, lot, um <laughs> yeah. but yeah maybe someone like that or stephen fry or something he he always is a nice listen yeah, right. um, <laughs> yeah. i also wouldn't want them to play me if there was a film i don't it was, i don't think Kenneth Williams would be would be right but yeah I like it would be good in the rating, I think.
0: Awesome. Okay. Can you give me four words to describe the screw tape letters?
1: Four words, oh crumbs. Um catchy. <laughs>